Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So Mark chapter one, verse 16. If you don't have a Bible, we have it up here for you. If you have a phone, you can, you can take it out. Um, don't take any pictures of me. Um, I'll charge you $20. Okay. Mark 1, 16 says, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they, they, they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Wait. Go back. Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Sometimes we want to catch a blessing for ourselves, but our purpose here is to fish for people. Next. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Today, I want to wrap up the series, I Dare You, with a call to action. In telling this story, I work backwards on the way I've done this teaching because I wanted to give you the full picture of the relationship between Jesus and Peter. But to better understand the call to action and the better understand the call to action, Jesus was asking of Peter, we have to go to the beginning of their encounter with each other. First, when Peter met Jesus, his life changed like our lives changed since we met Jesus. He wasn't the same Peter. When he met Jesus, it just changed drastically. You see, Peter's life was so different in just three years of knowing and following Jesus than when they first met. You see, when, when Jesus met Peter the first time, Peter's name was Simon. After walking with Jesus, Jesus changed his name. This is meaningful because in biblical terms, in biblical times, your name was connected to your family. It was a representation of where you came from. It was a representation of your father, of the family that you came from. And not only did you have your family name, but you would also most likely have the same career pathway as your father. You see, you may be thinking, what does this have to do with anything you said these past Sundays? Listen. So when we come to Jesus, we too are disconnected from our roots. When you come to Jesus, you're not seen as the old will. When you come to Jesus, you're not seen as the old angel. Because now you're connected to your heavenly father. Just because your father was or wasn't or this or that, it doesn't mean you have to be the same. Some of us are still holding on to what our fathers or parents have done to us. And we determine our success on how they raised us. 
And God is saying to you this morning, Jesus is saying to you this morning, you are new in my eyes. I don't see that anymore. This is a new beginning. Whatever your father, your family, or others in history did, it doesn't have to be yours. It doesn't represent you. We need to understand that coming to Jesus gives us a new life. That coming to Jesus gives us a new identity. That coming to Jesus gives us a new family tree. Everyone here is a part of my family. Everyone. It's all cultures here, man. This is my family. Coming to Jesus gives you a new history regardless of how good or bad uh, they were or still are. You see, this seems like a real good deal to me, doesn't it? That as soon as you receive Jesus, you get everything new. You get a new way. You get a new life. You get a new way of processing things. The other thing is that Peter not only received a new identity, but he received a new career change. Through Jesus. For us, it may not be a career change, but you better believe Jesus gives you a new purpose of living. You see, when Peter got the call to action, he didn't flinch one minute. He left everything. He didn't hesitate at Jesus' command. He just followed him. Many of us are hesitating. Many of us are having second thoughts. Saying, oh, this is kind of risky to follow a man that I don't see. Scripture tells us both Peter and his brother Andrew left the family business to follow Jesus on a new endeavor. Jesus told them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. You will be fishermen of men. You see, Jesus in the life of Peter produced an indisputable life altering change. It was like night and day. This is what happens when you give your life to Christ. You are made new. The dirt that you used to have, you don't have it no more. The pain that you used to have, you don't have it no more. The discomfort you used to have, you don't have it no more. Because you're made new. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm not the same papa I was a couple years ago. You say a couple years ago. Yeah, you know why? Because I was having moments of, of frustration. I was dealing with some issues. At home, I was dealing with issues with my, with my youngest son and, and with my health and, and with things that were going on. And I was like, God, this is crazy. I don't know why you're throwing all these obstacles my way, but help me. And I had moments of doubt. But he still showed up. He still showed up. Come on. He still showed up. (laughs) Give 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 David a round of applause. This is not easy coming up here. He he does well. I can't do it. That's something I can't do. I I give him I give him cred. That's what's up. Thank you. It's 
see, Jesus in the life of Peter produced an indisputable life-altering change. It was like night and day when Peter saw him. They said, Peter, what are you doing? What is so different about you? I don't know if you ever had that asked about you. But something happened to Peter's life. He changed drastically. You see, if you are following Jesus, you too should have a measurable life-altering change. There has to be something that shakes you to your core that you can't be the same anymore. You can't look the same. You can't act the same. You can't have the same perspective. It has to be different. To the point that the people around you should be able to acknowledge it. Saying there's something special about you. I don't know what you did. I see that you didn't lose weight, but there's something else. There's something else. There's something. Is that, there's something. I see you smiling differently. You don't have. You don't have any burdens anymore. You're happy. You're cheerful. The weight is still there. But this is what God does to you. He does it in a supernatural way. I got all black on because I'm trying to diffuse everything from my stomach. What can I say? See, but the one thing I did talk about in the series that I wanted to cover today is exactly that. That it is inspiring to throw your net to the right to catch what you want from our Heavenly Father, right? It's always good to get something from our Heavenly Father. Always. I love to get things from our Heavenly Father. It feels good when you receive, right? Or when we have a message that tells you what you need to do to get to that promised land. Or to get what you want. But my question to you is, when does God get from his children what he wants? When was the last time you've surrendered everything to God and given to him what he deserved? Every relationship on earth is a give and take. Every relationship. Good job, Pop. My dad knows. It's a give and take. If you're not in a relationship, take notes. It's a give and take. This is important. And this is the most common part of a relationship. You see, our relationship with our Heavenly Father shouldn't be any different, though. So let me ask you this question again. What or when does God get from you what he wants and he desires? When and when and when does he receive it? Some of us are just, give me, 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 give me. But none of us are, I give to you, Father. I give to you this. I give to you this. I I, I say thank you for this. I say thank you for this this breakthrough. I say thank you, Lord, for everything that you continue to do in my life. I say thank you, Lord. There's always a give me. I need this. I need that. I need this. I need that. I'm struggling. I need this. I need that. You don't think God knows what you need? He already knows what you need. Why do you keep asking? There's something that has to come from you. 
We need to see that Peter was discouraged by the death of his master. Yes, he was discouraged. Just like the rest of the disciples, Peter got sidetracked. He got diverted. Uh, he had, had denied knowing Jesus publicly three times after bragging to Jesus himself that he would never leave him. I'm never going to leave you, Jesus. I'm never going to leave you. And Jesus already knew that he was. You see, Peter did exactly that. He denied Jesus and followed Jesus, but at a distance for fear of being associated with Jesus. Now, Jesus had been crucified and put in a tomb and, and, and things seem uncertain and hazy and undetermined. This is a common in our lives. This is so common in our lives today. There are times when we feel like Jesus isn't around. We feel like Jesus might as well be dead because he's not answering our prayers. In the same way, we feel alone sometimes. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever prayed and for some reason your, your prayer hasn't, hasn't gotten an answer back? Or you prayed for um, some miracle money and, and you said, God descended. And you're still waiting for it? You know why? Because you can't handle it right now. You're not ready. Jesus will never give you something that you can't handle. You see, so when this happened to Peter, his whole world came crushing down. When this happened to Peter, because well, we have to understand that Peter was used to speaking with Jesus on a face-to-face relationship he was used to seeing jesus he was used to saying yo jesus you got a little bit of crumbs right there on your beard you know clean that off he was used to having that one-on-one relationship you see peter was used to hearing his voice peter was used to seeing jesus and things had changed for peter and the rest of the disciples they missed what jesus had prophesied about himself earlier in the previous in the previous chats if you go to john 14 John 14, 18, 21. And you don't like that I'm reading the Bible? Something is wrong with you. Because here at Scarlet Note, we're going to keep speaking from the Bible. Let's go. It says, no, I will not abandon you. This is Jesus. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you soon. The world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commands and obey them are the ones who loves me. Some of y'all got to check yourselves. I got to check myself too. Because I'm not perfect. But I remember what he did on that cross. And it was because of that imperfectness that I have. And because they loved me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. The word right here in verse 21 is, also, is, is so important for us today as it was for them at that time. The word is reveal. Reveal. The meaning for reveal is to make known to humans supernaturally 
and or be divine means. So this means to make known to humans supernaturally or by divine means. You see, Peter wanted the same Jesus he had before the cross. Jesus was telling Peter then and now after the cross, after my resurrection, your lives will never be the same. It is impossible for you to know the events of the cross and the events of the resurrection. It's impossible. Your name should be different. Your purpose should be different. When you encounter Jesus, your name should be different. Your purpose should be different. Your entire lives ought to be different. Your worldviews should be different. It should be a kingdom view. Not a self-view. A kingdom view. It is impossible to generally know Jesus and not have a life-altering experience in every area of our life. You can't say you know Jesus and still doing the same stuff you're still doing. There has to be something that happens in your life. A life-altering change that happens in your life. There has to be. Tell yourself this morning, Jesus commands change. Tell yourself this morning, Jesus commands change. Jesus commands change. Even if it hurts, he still commands change. You cannot continue to live the same life that you used to when you encountered him. When Jesus makes the decision to follow Jesus, when you make the decision to follow Jesus, you make the decision to leave everything that you used to do behind you. Everything that you was known for is now behind you. John 21, 3 and 4 says, you got it? Simon Peter says, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they also said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. Verse 4, at dawn Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. We see here that the disciples are frustrated. They're confused. They're uncertain of what's going on because the one that they call teacher is no longer with them. And he is no longer with them the way that they were used to. So Peter and the others went back to do the only thing that they were used to, and that was fishing. They went back to the same things before they encountered, had an encounter with Jesus. They went back fishing. I don't want you to look back to this morning on what you used to do or need to keep you focused. But you should keep your eyes on Jesus at all times. You see, Jesus told him, follow me and I will make you fishermen of people. The Bible says in John 23, 3, they caught nothing the entire night. I spoke about this in previous uh, teachings. Verse 4 says, Jesus himself was on the beach and they couldn't even recognize him. Jesus had what they were looking for. Jesus had what they desired for. Jesus had the answers to what they want, but they couldn't see him. This is common in our lives. As we turn our backs on Jesus to regress and return to doing things our ways instead of how Jesus wants us to do them. We can't seem to do things right or get the same results we once could have. Even worse, as a result of turning our backs to him, we, we too, like the disciples, no longer recognize Jesus as our savior and master. 
So this is the reason why many of us feel alone. This is the reason why many of us feel lost. This is the reason why many of us feel confused. This is the reason why many of us feel puzzled at times. This is the reason why many of us feel disconnected. Because we have turned our backs to him. We received the blessing and then we decide to turn our backs on him. He is always watching over us even when we feel alone. He is always watching us even when we have moments of doubt. You just can't see him because you're looking for Jesus with the same eyes that he first came to you with. Are you getting something? I'm closing. I said this before. While they tried to fish and get results the old way, listen, Jesus was standing at the beach and he already had what they spent all night looking for. It was already prepared. It was already ready. They wanted fish and he already had it. He already had it prepared for them. He was just looking at them like, (laughs) for those parents, when you see your kids doing something, I do it now. And they're like, Dad, look at this. I'm like, I can show you another way. I, I, I have an easier way that you can do it. And then you look at them and they fail a couple times. Like, Dad, well, can you show me your way? This is what Jesus was doing. He already had the blessing there. He was waiting for them to see him. He's saying, I need you to focus on me and stop worrying about your old past and your old job. Stop worrying about what you think you can do and trust in me. Listen closely. As much emphasis as I made on casting your net to the right. Casting a net was a human formula that Jesus, in his mercy, decided to use by adding his word to their action. They threw the net and he said, there's your blessing. He brought it into existence. They didn't. There's a lot of people just like me where God stepped in when I thought I was all alone. When I thought I was going to get no answer, he just stepped in and he showed up in my life. But let me be very clear this morning. The provision that they went looking for, the provision that they went looking for all that night with their effort and their sacrifice, Jesus already had it with, 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 with no casting of the net. With no riding a boat and trying to find fish, with no moments of swimming, with no work, with no effort, with no sacrifice, only by keeping their eyes on him, they were able to receive their blessing. What they needed was supernaturally made available to them. You see, Jesus wants us to know that the road ahead that you see as difficult in your eyes, in your strength, in your capacity, in your skill, in your understanding is absolutely nothing to him. I dare you to trust Jesus. I dare you to put Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you to show off right now. I'm going to trust you. I need you to show off. I dare you. 
Many of us are so focused on our own abilities and we take away the blessing that God can give us. In the realm of what seems impossible to you, Jesus say, try your way and work harder or simply work smarter and follow me. I don't think you're understanding. I don't think you're understanding. When the creditor says no, Jesus says yes. I got my first apartment with no credit because Jesus said yes. When the doctor says it's impossible, Jesus says it's possible. I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not supposed to be walking. I'm not supposed to be moving my parts of my body because of my MS. But Jesus says that it's possible. It's possible. I don't know what you're going through, but it's possible in Jesus. This is a good one here. I like this one here. This This is a good one. When the world says unqualified, all my life I was unqualified. Academically, I was unqualified. Jesus says you're hired. Jesus says you're hired when all those people say you're unqualified. If you believe that this morning, shout amen. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus says I'm right there standing right in front of you. He's right here. Revealing myself to you. Now and always and forever. Don't lose hope. Don't lose sight on where your help comes from. Let's keep our eyes focused on him. And never allow yourself for a minute to think that you can make it by your own means. But know that Jesus is always enough. Know that he's always enough. He is always enough. How many received something this morning? How many received something this morning? Let's all stand to your feet. Come on. Let's stand to your feet. Lord, you are enough. You are more than enough. You are enough at every moment, Lord. At every moment, Father, where I feel like I can't do it, you make sure I can. Come on, I don't know how many people are feeling something today. He is worthy of our worship. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.